Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you guys on this Tuesday. I'm back in the mothership. Uh, the travels went great this week. Got to spend some time with my good friends. Uh, but I'm so glad to be back here with you guys. Uh, just talking some football. And, man, how sweet is everything on Victory Monday? I know it's Tuesday today. But I was traveling all day yesterday. Even got bumped from my flight. Um, which is also why um, we're not going to have a John and Wayne show today. because. Just like I got bumped yesterday, Wayne is still traveling across this great country. Uh, he just has not had great luck. <laughs> so we're going to try to get something rescheduled. But again, he's he's wore out. I totally get it. Uh, being stuck at airports is not fun um, at all. But what we got today is fun. And I'm very excited about this. Shout out to all the countdown crew. What's up, Chad? All the hashtag CCs coming through. Jake, I love it. Man, we're going to be doing some giveaways this week. So get all those hashtag CCs in. And if you haven't done it yet, our countdown crew is pretty special. Uh, you basically just turn on the notification bell. The first 90 seconds we go live, like right now, you throw up a hashtag CC in the chat. Oh, what's up, Tobias? All the way out from Sweden. I love it. Um, we got somebody out there from Hawaii. What's up, Trey? Um, I love it. Yatsik. Hey, I'm going to get you your question a little bit later, so stick around, Yatsik. Always good to see you, my friend. But if you get your hashtag CC in the chat for the first 90 seconds of the show, I usually extend it quite a bit more than that. Then uh, you get some giveaways, which we got dancing in here. She's won a trivia competition before, all those things. And so we're going to be covering the 49ers grades in the win versus the Cowboys. Offense, defense, what uh, came out in pro football focus, some deep analytical numbers. But also, we're going to be looking forward to the Eagles. But um, the thing that I have first in my notes – um, Jose, thank you so much. Um, he put Charles Amenahue, and I, I just want to I want to talk about this. Uh, and again, it's my opinion. I know a lot of people disagree with me on these different things, but let me just tell you what has happened. He was arrested last night in San Jose on domestic violence charges. Uh, he's been released on bond. They have issued a restraining order. I read every single report out there. This is a big deal to me. Uh, for several reasons. One, because I cover the 49ers, but I've been one of the people that have been most adamant and will always be uh, most. I, I, I was raised in these types of situations, sadly. Um, and so like I've seen the effect that this has on people. This was in his house. Um, it, the report said, you know, threw the, the female down and uh, that was enough. Uh, they, they called the police. No 
medical attention was needed. Thank God. And let me just say this. And again, this is my show, so I'm going to be real with me. And you can disagree with this take, and that's okay. I'm not trying to say it's this or nothing. This is my take. This is John Chapman's take. You don't put your hands on women, and you leave the damn situation if it gets to that case before you get physical at all. And in every single situation, this is just truly what I believe. They're in his house. You believe the woman until, until, right? You believe the woman. I, I just believe that. Um, I think that's the best way to go in this case. She is the victim in this situation. Um, the distraction is huge. I'm a Longhorn. Charles Minihue is one of my favorite players in the NFL. I have followed this guy since he was in high school and has been an upstanding person. But I'm sorry. Football takes the backseat. Um, in my opinion, you know, I don't, I, the 49ers have released a report saying they are gathering information, all those things. I'm telling you right now, I would deactivate this cat. I'm not saying you cut them. I'm saying you de deactivate them this week. If for no other reason, then you're just a distraction to the team and you didn't have the team first. And one of the things that I've been very, very clear about where this franchise took a turn was when they cut Ruben Foster, the day of a game, the day of a game. You go to bat for your guys. You stick for your guys through all that stuff. Reuben Foster made promises, didn't live up to his end. Cut that cat and you move on. Ever since then, the 49ers have only gone after literally upstanding young gentlemen. They put a premium, 82 out of 90 players were academic all something um, on our 90-man roster, 82 out of 90. You go after those guys. You're not the Dallas Cowboys. You're not the Kansas City Chiefs. That's not what it is. Now, here's what sucks. Charles Minhew is a free agent next year. This is the last year of his deal. He ain't coming back. This is it. So I deactivate him. I put Drake Jackson in the lineup, and I tell Charles Minhew, look, whatever you did or didn't do, don't care. But you made your personal life the priority, and that takes away from the team. You don't need to be around us this week. Go handle your business. Get your affairs in order. And we'll once we gather some more information, we'll figure that out. That's just my take. Don't have to agree with it, uh, but that's kind of what I hope they do. Um, and I, I hate that we have to talk about this because the 49ers are in the NFC Championship, right? And, yeah, uh, Yatsik, what are you doing? Like, this should be your you contract year, man. Literally walk away. Leave. Don't give a damn. It's my house. Don't care. Don't care. You just cost yourself millions of dollars, not to mention now another person's a victim. And again, it's hard whenever I have a football show. That's my job, right? So I have to cover the football aspects, but that's not the most important thing at play here. Don't put your hands on other people like that, especially whenever you're that damn big. I don't know all the stuff. And yeah, DJ, not much information out there. I don't give a damn. The information I got, I'm telling you right now, I don't want that dude out there on my team. I don't want him out there in the practice field. I don't want him around him. Uh, just that's not the priority. NFC Championship's everything. How has this team been built? Amazing defensive line depth. Go. Go. You made your choice. You made your choice. And, you know, and I'm fine. And, and that's another thing. New era. I love this. Yes, I do believe innocent till proven guilty. That's the court system. That's the United States of America. That's the Constitution, which I've taught, uh, studied economic thought, studied you know <laughs> law. I studied all those things, and I've taught all of those things. And legally, you are correct. As a business, 49ers, what's best for the 49ers, right? Those laws do not apply to the 49ers' private organization, correct? 
Therefore, you know, I go back to this. I always used to tell my students this, like the First Amendment, right? Freedom of speech. You say whatever the hell you want. And I would always say this as a teacher. I can walk up to my principal as a teacher or as a coach, and I can cuss out my principal, F this, F that, you suck, you suck, you suck. Can I get arrested for that? I cannot, and I will not, right? But will I have a job as a teacher? No, I'm getting fired. <laughs> and rightfully so, right? So those laws protect you from the government and prison and things like that. They do not protect you from your employer. And again, this is not me standing on a high horse or anything along those lines. This is looking from a football perspective, okay? When did this team take a turn? The Reuben Foster, we're choosing character, non-distractions. We're choosing all of those things, people protecting the team. When you walk into the 49ers locker room, when you walk into the 49ers locker room, they have three core principles up there. Number one, protect your team. He didn't live up to that. I think it might be number three. I think it's stay humble, um, work, stay humble, work hard, protect the team. I think are the three. Somebody connect me. If, if sorry, I'm by myself on the show today. Clayton's got other stuff going on. Um, so if somebody wants to, what are the three things when you walk into the 49ers locker room? Can somebody get those for me and tag me in the chat because I want to make sure I get that right because I'm pretty sure one of them was protect the team. So yes, innocent until proven guilty. Now he was arrested. He was released on bail. All that stuff's out there. And again, I don't want to make this show about this. But protect the team. He didn't. He did not. He did not. He chose. He chose not to. That's why I would make the decision. But I don't know what the 40 is going to do. I don't know. Um, I, I, I'm telling you, uh, this is just where I stand. That's just where I stand. And again, I, 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 I'm not saying agree with me. This is my show, <laughs> and so that's out there. Yes, no charges have been filed, no medical attention needed. So, again, I'm not trying to make this like whatever, but I'm just saying you made a distraction for your team. By your actions, you did not protect the team. Therefore, we will set you aside and we'll allow you to sort this out that you created that you were around. Um, so, anyway, I don't know. I don't, and that's okay to don't, not agree. That's okay. That is 100% okay. Um, what's up, Jack, my man, uh, appreciate the gift of the super chat. He says, feeling grateful this week, John, six NFC championships in 11 years that it's unbelievable what this 49ers organization has done. Um, you know, I spent a lot of time just doing research this, this week on other franchises, because, you know, when we're so narrowly focused into the 49ers, rightfully so, that's our team. <laughs> You're here on a 49ers channel. You don't step back and look around what other people have done. Now, you look at the six NFC championships at 11 season. That is amazing. He goes on to say, Jack, thankful to be a 49ers fan. Thankful for John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan, the culture they created. And I want to preserve that culture. That's why the I made the comments about Aminahue. And that's my favorite player. He's like one of my favorite guys. Um, Culture over everything. You, you protect it. Protect the team, right? Um, he says, we win the 49ers way, and that's why I want to stay consistent with that. Thank you, Jack. But if you look at just NFC Championship game appearances, okay? The 49ers have been to more championship games than any other team, AFC, NFC, the history. 18th championship game appearance. 18th. Now, the 49ers are 7-10 in those in their career, so that's not great. 
Um, Cowboys are second in the NFC with 14 appearances. So we, this is our 18th. They've been to 14. In the AFC, the Steelers have been to the most championship games, 16. Patriots, 15. But again, like the 49ers belong here. They're a championship franchise. Uh, they have continued to do this over and over and over again. Now, to put this into perspective, right? The, the Houston Texans have never even made it to a championship game. The Lions did it once, but it was like back before the Super Bowl even like existed. The Cardinals have been to two. Saints have been to three NFC championships. Seahawks only been to four. Um, now, three were in the NFC and one was in the AFC, again, before the merger. Um, Browns have been to three, Jags three, Jets four, Chargers four, Ravens four, Falcons four, Panthers four, Bucks four. We are not like you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we are not like those other teams. We have five Super Bowl rings. We have an entire season worth. Now, even with the expanded 17th game, we have an ex entire season's worth of NFC Championship games. That's the difference with the 49ers. Uh, and I, I just think it's awesome, man. Um, I, I just think it's awesome. I, I really, really do. And so I, I'm very, very proud. And, and again, so if you look at the last two decades, you're right, six out of 11. If you look at the Kyle Shanahan era, three out of four. That's 75%. That's 75 freaking percent. Now... Listen to, I, I think that this is important. Listen to Kyle Shanahan talk about how this is not the time to start embracing wins yet because they haven't hit their goal. Um, not at all yet. I uh, wish we did. Um, but, <clears throat> I mean, you, you worked so hard to get to these points, um, these situations, and all we could think about was winning that game. And once we did, it's, um, I mean, it's fun for a little bit, but it's more once you get in the locker room, you're just, all right, now let's move on to the next one because we know what moment we're in in our lives right here, our whole team, and we've been here before, and it's very hard to get here. So we're not really reflecting on anything yet. we, we got a big game this week, and that's not our ultimate goal either. So in order to do that, we got to make sure we take care of business. Yeah, you, you got to take care of business. And so that's what this continues uh, just to kind of build on, right? Like you're happy you're here and you you have to it's it's almost a balancing act, right? As a fan and as a player or as a coach because you you have to be grateful and I don't know, treat with the respect it deserves to play in this game, the NFC Championship. You're one of four teams. You're one of four teams out of 32 that made it this far. You're on a 12-game win streak. It's incredible. You are playing in a legendary matchup, Eagles versus 49ers. This is going to be so great. But at the same time, it's not enough, right? It's not there yet. So you're honored, but you got to be humbled because you still got to take care of business, just like Kyle Shanahan said. You got it's it's not enough yet. So yeah, while we you know pound the chest, the 49ers are for real. Look at we're a championship franchise. We're different than everybody else. Not enough. It's not enough. We got it. We want more. We want more. Jason, uh, thank you so much for the super chat. He says, hey, John, long time listener. First live episode. That's what's up, man. Um, 
Got to see my first Niner game in person versus the Cowboys, and it was amazing. Faithful showed out. Man, it was so cool because, you know, obviously I was on my my coaching guys trip um, all week in Colorado, which was incredible. Uh, we had a great time, and so they're all fo- my former football coaches that we've worked with. And so we're watching the game, and, you know, so many times, one of them is a Niners guy, one's a Chiefs guy, one's an Eagles guy, right? So um, we're watching it, and they just kept saying over and over, dude, it's so loud there. It is so loud there. You know, Levi Stadium is amazing. I, I love that place, but it doesn't have the home field advantage as extreme as, you know, uh, <coughs> excuse me, you know, the Chiefs Arrowhead or Lumen Field or a lot of other places. But man, it sure as heck felt that way. And when the game was in Dallas last year, 49ers showed up. We had our presence felt. From the broadcast feed, and I don't know, you guys, if you were at the show, I want to hear your opinion. Were there a lot of Cowboys fans there? I I know Vivid Seat said there was around 20%, but, man, it did not look that way. It did not look that way. I know the red is kind of overbearing, but I don't don't know. Uh, But, Jason, I want to say welcome. Thank you for all the support. And, again, this goes out to everybody, whether you're with us live, whether you're listening um, just through the podcast, audio version, whatever. Thank you, guys. This year's been insane, uh, and I'm very, very thankful to continue being here and putting out content with you guys, and I hope the Niners keep winning. Now, the good news is this. Um, if <laughs> long after this season ends, the 49ers win the Super Bowl, hopefully, uh, we're year-round, baby. Uh, now, we don't go live every single day in the offseason and all that stuff, but uh, we have more than um, weekly content all season long. This is my full-time career year-round, so uh, stick around and hit that uh, subscription button if you haven't yet. Uh, Gunzy, what's up, man? Appreciate the chat. He says, before we get to the Eagles, I came here to hear John talk his trash quest for six, baby. Now, okay, thank you, first off, Gunzy. I love it. Let me just say this. I talk trash all week against the Cowboys. Why? Because I don't respect them, right? I don't respect them. And the game continued to demonstrate why I don't respect the Cowboys. Mistakes, poorly coached. Literally just, Dan Quinn's amazing. He should be the head coach uh, of the team. He probably should be general manager too because Jerry Jones sucks. Uh, But they're terrible. They're so poorly coached. You look at that last play. Are you freaking kidding me? When keeping it real goes wrong. When keeping it real goes wrong, baby. You're going to put Zeke in there as a center to get blown up. And then Jimmy Ward blows up. Uh, Aziz blows a dude up. Jimmy Ward blows a dude. I mean, just the differences between these two teams. Look how many plays that we barely got the first down, right? Uh, whether it was Debo, whether it was Juwan Jennings, whether it was CMC on a catch, whether it was a perfect pass to Ayuk, all throughout the game, right at the sticks, because details matter. You know, I finished the first half offensive breakdown. That's up on Patreon now. Um, so that's up if you want to go through the first half offensive film. And I, I walked away from it, not like blown away. It wasn't the most film fun film to go through, but there were so many times where it was just like clear coaching points coming through. Juwan Jennings running the speed out, and because Brock doesn't have the strong arm, Juwan Jennings comes back to the ball hard, uh, catches it, secures the first down. Like if he just stayed flat, wouldn't have got it. You look at the Cowboys, right? Dalton Schultz, he didn't even know his momentum had to be going forward. He said in the press conference, oh, I didn't even know that was a thing. Dude, Stanford, he's smart as hell. He's just not being coached correctly. 
Um, you look at Charvarius Ward, the exact opposite, flying up and making sure Dalton Schultz's momentum is going backwards when he goes out of bounds so that the clock keeps going. It's piss-poor clock management versus great clock management. I thought Shanahan put on a clinic. Now, Twitter, which I love Twitter. I'm not bashing Twitter, but um, I overreact on there. Everybody does. It's in the heat of the moment. The first half, at the end of the first half, Shanahan was conservative with his clock because he didn't want to give the ball back to the Cowboys before the end of the half, After especially what happened after in the Seattle game, and the Cowboys were going to get the ball to start the second half. Listen to him talk about why. These are the things that are so important because you go through these thought experiments as a coach. Okay, how do we want to handle this two-minute situation? What if it's like this? Okay, what if it's like that? And you have to play those out. But when you're out there, everything changes. Now, listen to Kyle talk about how he utilized the clock at the end of the first half because this is important, and it's it's one of the reasons why the 49ers won. That's a tough thing for me to do. I know it's tough for our fans to watch, but um, when it's third and one, and I think there was like 50 seconds, they have two timeouts. Um, I, I would hate to not get that first down to show you guys why I did it. Um, that's kind of something we believe in. We, we don't we don't want to give the ball back to them. We liked where the score was at. We still think we have time to score, but when you get to a third and one and you have, I think we had one timeout and they had two, we weren't about to not get that third down, um, punt it to them, where if we threw it, they'd still have two timeouts and 45 seconds, and now they're ending with points in the half if they score, similar to how Seattle did at the end of the half. But the difference is they were also starting with the ball in the third quarter. Um, so... You know, now once you get the first down and stuff, yeah, then I wished that we went faster, but you don't know if you're going to get that first down or not. So you want to play it the smart way, and uh, I thought we did do that. Um, I thought we were, made some big plays. I wanted Juwan, the protection away for Juwan, to still get a field goal out of it with you, Joe. And, and so, like, again, this was a close game. You won 19 to 12. 19 to 12. Those little bitty differences in field goals, the differences in first downs, the differences in field positions, the differences in clock management. You're looking at a, a Cowboys team back-to-back -back years cannot work the clock correctly. Can't. Can't do it. So much so, the head coach is stiff-arming cameraman. Are you kidding me, Mike McCarthy? That dude has no class. That organization has no class. It just it baffles my mind the respect and coverage that they get because they're trash. And again, stick it with your thing, Jay. Uh, you know, you want me to talk trash? I'll say this. Brock Purdy has two playoff wins in his career. The dude's only played eight games. Tony Robo, two career playoff wins. Dak Prescott, two career playoff wins. Brock Purdy played eight games. Eight games. Like, as the quarterback, right? I know he got some other time. But I think it's a big deal. Oh, what's up? Uh, appreciate the super sticker. Hey, Kimbro, that is what's up. Appreciate you. All of that. I, I love it, man. I, I absolutely love it. And the generosity, the support uh, is incredible coming across the timeline. Oh, Seattle Niners faithful. One of the best. Is it Sunday yet? Let me just say this. If you are ever in or around Seattle, you know, I, with my job traveling like crazy, I deal with Football season may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or fight for home playoff court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. 
Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. And Prize Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player projection won't count against you, and the rest of your entry stays live. There's lots of bets. Stephen Curry, over 27.5 points. Draymond Green, will he make one three-pointer or no? Very easy things to bet. Download the app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the Prize Picks app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. With a lot of chapter presidents and a lot of chapters, and I love them all. None are above this cat right here, man. The Seattle Niners faithful chapter is just unbelievable. Uh, Not only do we get a party together in Seattle, we got to sit relatively close to each other um, in the wild card round, which was awesome as well. So uh, just want to say, keep it going, man. And yeah, it's Tuesday. We got some time. We got some time to jump into this. The whole episode um, (laughs) is supposed to be about grades for the 49ers. We ain't even touched it yet. So let's jump into some grades offensively. The good and the bad. Uh, This is for Pro Football Focus. Take it with a grain of salt. Totally cool with that. Charlie Warner, who only got nine snaps, but was interesting because Tyler Croft was, you know, basically a healthy uh, scratch. You brought up Ross Dwelly. He only got one snap. Charlie Warner got nine snaps. But Charlie Warner, he he was out there. Nine nine snaps, nine run-blocking snaps. He had an 81.5 grade. It, the grades were relatively low for the 49ers offensively. Uh, Spencer Burford, I thought best game of his career. And the crazy thing is, is I'm watching film at right guard. Spencer Burford's just knocking people around like crazy. And they rotate series like they have all year with Dan Brunskill. Dan Brunskill had the worst game of his career. The worst game of his entire career. He got 34 snaps, Brunskill. Burford got 32. Brunskill had an 18.6 pass blocking grade. There were three plays in a row where he was on the ground. Uh, he was awful. He was terrible. Uh, literally into two drives by himself. Um, Burford, on the other hand, was just lights out. Uh, he he was he was very 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 good. And so I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, curious to see if they're going to keep that rotating. Whatever. It's matchup league, and Dallas Cowboys got big offensive line, defensive lineman, and Burford's a power guy. Brunskill's more of a finesse guy. And so this matchup. I really wish they just would have kept Burford in there. Um, I really do. Alex, what's up, man? I love Alex. He's such a good dude. Uh, he says, keep up the good work, bro. Go Niners. Thank you, Alex. I really appreciate the generosity and the friendship. It was awesome hanging out uh, a couple times this year. Uh, Mexico, I think, was the big one. But uh, I want to say thank you, man. Really appreciate what you do for the community. Love me some positive people. Uh, it's awesome. It's awesome. Um, and, yeah, the tickets are expensive. Uh, oh, thank you, Eddie. He says, here we go. The three, 
when you when every single player walks into the 40 hours locker room, I I, I referenced this earlier and talking about Charles Omenihu. Number one, stay humble. Number two, ignore the noise. And number three, protect the team. That that's what thank you, Eddie. Um, I, I really do appreciate that. I, I just think I, I I don't know. I don't know how to go past that. And I, I know all of these issues, we bring so much to the conversation, prior experiences, and that's a good thing because we don't all have the same starting points. And so, again, I understand people disagree with me, and that doesn't mean you're wrong. That's my opinion, and I know that I could be wrong. I know I'm wrong all the time, uh, but this is just my opinion on the matter. If you want to go back and listen to the first part, I don't want to make this show about that because there's so much positivity. There's so many good things happening. I want to focus on that. I don't want to focus on the negatives too much, but we did address that beforehand. Protect the team. Didn't protect the team. You didn't protect the team. So we get into a lot of discussion. I don't care about that. Niners show, you didn't protect the team. That's it. That's it. Um, that's it. So anyway, take that for, for what you will. Now, back to the grades. George Kittle was third highest. Juice uh, played awesome. He was fourth highest. Juwan Jennings, five. CMC, six. Trent Williams, seven. Purdy, eight. Debo, ten. Uh, lowest grade players. Uh, only 17 players got offensive snaps. As you get in the playoffs, it gets lower and lower. We've been seeing 20s, now only 17. Brunskill dead last. Brindle, second to last. Ray Ray, two snaps. Ross Dwelly, one snap. So um, that's kind of where we are offensively. Now, defensively, I think this is what separated the 49ers. I, I really, really do. Um, mosquito killer. What's up, man? Always good to see you, bud. He says, what's your grade for Purdy? Purdy left a lot more on the table than we've seen in the past. I've only gone through the first half offensive film breakdown again. That's up on Patreon right now. The way I grade a quarterback is one. How did the other quarterback play versus you? Like you have to return serve things like that. Got to break serve, whatever big time throws hundred percent go to Brock Purdy over Dak. Um, and no mistakes, right? He, there was one play where he took a sack and he shouldn't have, like he had an easy dump off to Debo and he tried getting all squirrely and all that stuff and took a sack for six yards. And I watched that play and I was just like, man, that was really, really poor choice. However, never was the ball put in jeopardy. You know what I mean? And so if this rookie, which he is, who's played eight games, which he has, is the last pick of the seventh round draft, again, Mr. Relevant, if his mistake is a six-yard sack instead of a dump-off on first down and 10, that's okay. We got a first down that drive, by the way. So he still converted the long one. That was the deep pass to Brandon Ayuk. That was perfect. Oh, so good. So the big plays were there. Now, was he scored touchdowns and things like that? Could he have played better? Sure. Um, I, I'm going to go a solid B+. Plus. Because he understood the assignment. The assignment wasn't, Brock Purdy, we need you to throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns. It was not. It was Brock Purdy. We're going to establish the run, even though the run's not that effective. Don't make mistakes and keep drives alive. And you look in the fourth quarter, holy freaking cow. Holy cow. That dude just kept drives alive the whole time. And I think that's the difference. And so I'm going B plus because he didn't cost the team, right? Back-to-back -back years, you beat the Dallas Cowboys without throwing one touchdown pass. Last year, Jimmy didn't throw one. This year, Purdy didn't throw one. 
Why? Why does that work? How do you win a playoff game against a team with a top flight offense and a top defense? Blah, 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 blah. You don't give them a game. You're better than them. You're coached better than them. And that came out. Listen to Kyle Shanahan grade Purdy. I mean, he made a number of plays today. I mean, that not, not by no means was anything perfect um, for the whole offense and for the whole team, but um, it seemed like playoff football in that game. I mean, we were going against the team and just watching them all week. We, we had a feeling it was going to be this type of game, and that's why we were stressing the run game on both sides and stressing to protect the ball and try to get turnovers, and we accomplished both of those things, and you do that stuff, you still got to make a number of plays, and I mean, you saw how many George made today, and um, those all, it's tough to do those without the quarterback, so he made some big-time plays too. I think that's that's what's key. Uh, you know, you 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 stick with it. You don't cost your team, right? Again, back to our values. Protect the team. How does Brock Purdy protect the team? You don't turn the ball over. You don't turn the ball over. Uh, th- that's what you got to do. Sonia, she says, John, I'm so happy the 49ers stuck with the run. We wore the Dallas, Dallas defense down, and they got gassed out. I, I could tell, Sonia, you watched the press conference because if you saw my notes – um. Again, I'm sorry that we're so heavy Kyle clipped here, but we're trying to create this dialogue like Kyle Shanahan's a guest on the show. Thank you, Kyle, for coming on the show today. Uh, <laughs> but it's the the conversation, it's built. And you watch this show, so thank you, Sonia. I really do appreciate you. But you're so well-informed. And the run game was not working. It wasn't early. And you were not converting those first downs. But it, when you look at the... End game, the entire game, the 49ers ran the ball 32 times. Okay, well, you only average three and a half yards per carry, which is bad. But you add all those together, and you wore them down. And it took the whole game. Again, back to Kyle. We didn't change much up. Um, Just kept mixing runs up and um, broke a couple, got a couple of lanes. I mean, I don't know. I think we had like eight runs or something in the first half. I I forget. But um, we didn't get a ton of opportunities with it, just play calls and stuff. And... um, when you don't, when you run the ball and you don't get any first downs running the ball, that's usually what happens. And in the second half, especially that long drive, I think it was like 13 plays or something. Um, we got a number of first downs running the ball in first and second. And when you do that, it's easier to stay with it. And then when you do that, it's easier to wear them down. That's a real good D line, and they move around so much, but um, that they're tough to block. But if you can wear them down a little bit, then you got a, a chance. And it took us all game to do that. You wore them down, um, and it just at, at the end the runs got longer and longer and longer, and there's just first down, first down. You could just see Dallas getting worn down, and that's what was so big. You know what I mean? And so offensively, if we look at it as a whole, was it great? No, you had 312 yards offensively. That's not a great day, but it's not just the offense out there by themselves. That's not what it is. They're out there with the defense. And that's what we're going to get to next. Right after this, I'm going to make you guys look better. Excited to announce a new partnership for all of your 49er swag, homage.com. You can use the link in the description of this video or podcast, whatever you're listening or watching to, H-O-M-A-G-E.com. And not only do they have all of your 49ers gear, hoodies, T-shirts, all that stuff, 
If you use our promo code 49ERS, guess what? You get 15% off your entire order. You remember NFL Blitz, the video game? Get Debo decked out in the Blitz gear. They've got hoodies. They've got jackets. They've got the old NBA Jam logos for Steve Young and Jerry Rice with all the attributes on there. I wear homage t-shirts all the time. And if I'm ever around Niners fans, I get the most comments it's absolutely incredible so check it out and if you just wanted to get somebody for something that's not a Niners fan they've got other team pages too pop culture all kinds of stuff check it out homage.com use promo code 49ers for 15% off your purchase oh that's what's up you see what I'm rocking I got the NFL jam Kittle Debo Samuel shirt on for my boys over there at homage man they are the absolute best um I freaking love that they just do a great job. Now, let's talk about defense. I really felt like a couple players had their best games of the year, and one of them was a role guy. He only got 19 snaps. 49ers defense was out there 61 plays, which is a considerable amount. He only got 19 snaps, but he showed up like a madman. Aziz Alshire, baby. <laughs> Excuse me, I got too excited. Um, the number one rated player by the defense with a 90.9 grade. That dude, I it was crazy. Now, it, it's always the broadcast view makes me very upset because you can't see the numbers. And Dre Greenlaw and Aziz look so similar because they both have that black strap on their elbow. Right. And so at five, one and five, seven, like if you just catch like a glimpse of the number, they look similar. And so there were so many times where I was like, oh, my gosh, Dre Greenlaw. Nope, that was Aziz. Or I'd be like, oh, my gosh, Aziz. Nope, that was Dre. But it didn't matter because when Dre Greenlaw was out there or Aziz was out there, they were making plays. They were all over the freaking place. But Aziz showed up big time, 19 snaps. And just made them count nonstop. Uh, was great. Jimmy Ward. I thought Jimmy Ward, that dude, you know, obviously, you know, he missed the interception, but gosh, he was so freaking good. He was so good. He played 42 out of 61 snaps. And so you have those two guys, right? Your top two graded players are one and the same because either Aziz is there or Jimmy Ward is there. It's the nickel third linebacker switch. You're seeing one of them on, one of them off the whole time. But you put them together, and you got 61 of the best snaps. Jimmy Ward finished with an 89.4 grade. He had four solo stops. They targeted him nine times. Um, he was all over the place. Played great. Got the interception. Uh, you know, he didn't get the interception, but he he popped it up, and Fred uh, Warner got the interception. He made the tackle to end the game. Like, he was just everywhere. He was just everywhere. And so shout out to those two guys. Fred Warner was third, 86.0 grade. Warner was for real, man. Uh, Nick Bosa, four. Hufunga just continues like the Hufunga haters, which there's a lot of them. I was I was, I was, was rocking my jersey uh, the whole time. Like a lot of people don't like him because, you know, he's been boom or bust. But for the past like three to four weeks, he hasn't been. He's just been consistent. He's just been consistent. I mean, he was everywhere he needed to be. He was targeted three times. He gave up two catches for nine yards. Like, what else do you want from him? What else do you want from him? Like, he did his job. Got one pressure. 
uh, you know, where he blitzed it, timed it up perfectly, and, you know, messed up the play. Um, I thought he played well. Tyshawn Gibson, number six, Greenlaw, seven, Charveris Ward, eight. Um, all very high grades. Now, if we're looking at the bottom players, uh, Kevin Givens, Javon Kinlaw, defensive tackles, uh, Samson Epicom, Willis, and Omenahue. Those are the bottom five, all defensive linemen. A lot of that has to do with Cowboys have a great offensive line, and they played well. You, you look at those interior guys, they had to go against Zach Martin, and Zach Martin did what he does. Uh, you know, if you look at just the offensive score of the Dallas Cowboys, Connor McGovern, their left guard, was number one. Um, Tyler Smith, Zach Martin, all those guys are top-notch uh, as far as ratings go for them. And so I think that's what's important. Um, you know, other stats that I thought stood out for the defense, Samson did get four pressures and a sack. You had Eric Armstead got five pressures. Uh, Bosa got five pressures. You didn't hit the quarterback a lot, four quarterback hits, but you did enough. You did enough. And they just continued showing out, man. Um, I really thought this defense just they had their way. You held the you held them. Look at the Dallas Cowboys throughout the whole year. You held them twelve points. They've that's their third lowest production all year. Remember everybody talking about like oh four yards the Cowboys offense and Dak got to throw for all these yards and whatever else. Really, third lowest points all year. It's the Forty ers defense. It's the Forty ers defense. Now, I do want to apologize. Uh, we're going to play a clip here from Kyle. He's going to use uh, a curse word, so uh, plug your ears. Don't want any uh, innocent ears being affected out there. I think we man, we stopped the run, I think, which was huge. Uh, allowed us to be pretty sound in our coverages. I, I know we gave up that big one when uh, we were backed up, um, but I just think we made them work for everything. And when you take away the run game and um, you don't have to be too risky in, the, in your coverages, it makes it hard to get explosives. And our guys just kept doing it all game, and we're able to contain them and keep them out of the end zone except for that drive. And um, they played their ass off today. There you go. Uh, look at them coming in there with the language. We got kids watching Kyle. Uh, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Um, the defense continues to be the heart and soul of this team. Now, the thing that's different is the 49ers continue to show that they can win in different ways. You want to shoot out? Cool. They can do that. You want to blow out? That's what they're best at. Well, they just want a defensive battle, field goal battle, special teams battle. Now, special teams was bad. Uh, I'll break down all the film over there. We'll get that done. But uh, it's it's interesting. Teams that can find ways to win because not everything goes your way. There are four teams left in the in the NFL, four, and they're all freaking amazing, all of them. The Bengals? Are you kidding me? Joe Burrow. That dude's five and one in the playoffs, and he's winning on the road all the time. He's beat Patrick Mahomes three consecutive times. Bengals are really damn good. Chiefs, yeah, I don't need to talk about them too much. They got the MVP, Andy Reid, whatever else. Eagles, they're for real. They're a damn good team, and we're going to spend a lot of time this week breaking them down. Um, I'm going to have my boy Chuck on. Uh, you guys know at host Chuck B. Uh, he's incredible. Reason why I started this podcast, that dude kind of pushed me into it. Uh, best friend since college. Uh, he's incredible. So he's diehard Eagles guy. He's done draft coverage with us every year. He's going to jump on. We're going to talk trash. Uh, it's going to be good. And then the 49ers. Like these four, these are the four best teams. A lot of times you'll get like some upset and the Jaguars make it further than they should or, you know, something along those lines. No, no, no. These are four best teams. They're all good teams. 
And just because you want to win a certain way, the 49ers want to win by running the football and playing good defense. And that's how they won this game. But that's not the only way they can win. They can air it out. They can air it out. They scored over 30 points. I, I think it's six out of eight of their last games. But they can also win a defensive, hard-fought game. And so I think that's important. Now, if you guys like this content, and I appreciate you guys being here, we do even more content. I've already loaded one video today over on Patreon. Best way to support the show right here, and I've got some exciting news right after this. Trust me, don't go anywhere. You're going to want to hear this. All you got to do is go to patreon.com slash 49ers Rush Podcast, and as soon as you sign up, you get almost everything, depending on the tier you pick. And if you're just interested in 49ers play, guess what? We have every single offensive, defensive, and special teams play from the last two and a half years. Every single game for the 49ers. Nobody else has this content. Now, not to mention we have extra episodes weekly. We've got scouting report breakdowns. We've got betting. We've got your one-stop shop for 49ers content. And if you want to be heard, guess what? We got Zoom Hangouts twice a month where we listen to you. Patreon.com slash 49ers Rush Podcast or just Google Patreon and 49ers. We're the first one that shows up. Oh, man. Also, guess what? I've been working uh, with with Patreon, uh, which is really, really cool. I, I enjoy the feedback and stuff and trying to create new products. So I finally, after two and a half years of working with these cats, got them to initiate a free trial period. Okay. In the past, I would give away memberships and I'd have to like Vidmo people. Not anymore. Okay. I, the first creator that they're allowing to do this, which is very, I, I feel good about that because I care about you guys. So if you've never tried Patreon, it's now you get one week free. Okay. To see if you want to check it out. So uh, now it's for our Frank Gore tier only, which is that gets you all the video breakdowns. Okay. So all the video breakdowns, which they're already loaded. All we've done like 700. They have like 700 <laughs> video breakdowns on there, uh, which is crazy. You want to go watch the Philly game last year? Just type in Eagles in the search bar, and you can see the offensive, defensive breakdown of that game last year. It's up on there as soon as you sign up. So head over there, click on the Frank Gore, click seven-day free trial, cancel at any time. doesn't cost you. You poke around, see what's going on. That is there for you. There's literally no reason not to do this, especially this week. Go get all the film. Watch all the all 22, every single offensive snap, defensive snap, special team snap, plus bonus episodes, Zoom hangouts, all that. Now, the Frank Gore just gets the video breakdowns. If you want the Zoom hangouts and the extra episodes, that's the other stuff. But go check it out. Um, oh, look at Yatsik, my man. He coming through. He says, John, my wife is a rabid Eagles fan. We celebrated our 15th year anniversary on last Friday. Congratulations. Divorce is coming this Sunday. <laughs> I love it, man. Uh, you know, I I always love the house divided conversations because at some point this happens. Um, this happens. The 49ers versus their team. And so I love it, man. And hopefully, uh, I know you're kind of joking around and whatnot, but uh, congratulations on your 15th. And, man, I hope that she has a terrible weekend. I just hope she has a terrible weekend. And you do what you got to do, and the 49ers do what they got to do. Uh, I love it. Yatsik again says, run, don't walk, sign up for Patreon. It's all worth it. Uh, appreciate that, man. Uh, oh, we got Judd in the house. What's up, man? I love it. And really do appreciate you guys. This is going to be a fun week. 
You know, I'm going to try to get you guys um, the, what's it called? The John Wayne show, but it depended on his travel. I know he's wore out, but uh, we'll see that. We'll get that done. We are going to have a crossover episode with Charles this week, but most of our stuff, we're going to be over on Patreon. So as much as we go live here, we do that much stuff over there. I'm also going to try to set up a Zoom hangout for after the 49ers game, regardless game win, you know, win, lose, or draw. We're going to have an extra. We've already had our Zoom hangouts this month, but I'm just going to keep doing them because this is memorable. We got to get together. I got to hear from y'all. So I'll get that posted over on Patreon. We'll see that. Uh, But thank you guys again. Love it. We got a lot of fun stuff coming this week. Oh, I'm excited. And man, forget the Cowboys. Let's move on. And let's enjoy this. And until next time, stay strong, faithful. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.